Hey guys, and welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast. My name is Scott Ardella. Thanks for joining me this week for episode number 250. And in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about five common kettlebell training questions that I have received. I thought this would be really valuable to share with you. So we're going to dive into those questions this week. Now, the last two weeks, we've been diving into the understanding and psychology and motivation of your training. And I promise you, if you do the simple exercises that I outlined in episode number 248 and 249, it will pay off. I can tell you that by going through these things that I talked about in the last couple of weeks, it has really made a difference actually for me personally. And uh, it's really up to you, but I'm simply sharing things that work for me. And of course, it has worked for others as well. And it's really the intrinsic motivation factors that I talked about in the last couple of episodes. And when you get to the intrinsic motivation, that is what really drives you forward and really helps to make training easy and effortless. And that was really the theme of what I talked about in the last couple of episodes. So this week, we're going to go in a different direction. We're going to talk uh, specifically about training and uh, I'll give you some specific ideas and answers to common questions that I've received around kettlebell training. So I think this will be a great session, and I encourage you to listen to each of the five questions and hear my explanation. So without uh, further delaying things, let's get right into the uh, questions. And I should say that uh, these questions are both for the uh, kettlebell enthusiast who is newer to training, but it also is for... Uh, those who have been training with kettlebells for some time. So whether you're novice or advanced with kettlebells, I think this will be valuable information for you. So let's get right into it. So question number one is, uh, and this is always a great question, and I'm asked about this uh, very frequently, which is surprising. But the question is, is it really possible to get bigger and build muscle by using only kettlebells? Great question. And to answer the question, the answer is yes, absolutely. But there are some things to consider and understand about that. First, I think that this question probably comes from the perception of doing kettlebell swings, squats, presses, uh, really doing programming with the basics. And so I'll, I'll attempt to clarify that and really how to maximize muscular development with kettlebell training. So first of all, kettlebell training is a form of resistance exercise, of course, and resistance exercise is a major contributor to muscle growth and development. Therefore, kettlebells will increase muscle building benefits. So like other forms of resistance exercise, it really depends on the variables. And to maximize muscle, two kettlebells, or what is referred to as double kettlebell training, is the best way to achieve muscle uh, building benefits, specifically double kettlebell training uh, complexes. And a complex is something like a clean and press, a clean and front squat. There are many complexes that we can do with a pair of kettlebells. So to repeat, for maximum size and strength, Double kettlebell training is the best way to maximize muscular development. Two kettlebells is certainly better than one for the uh, benefit of muscle building. Now, it's also important to understand that as great as double kettlebell training is, 
it's not a replacement for bodybuilding. So if you're a bodybuilder and you're looking to maybe compete in bodybuilding, if I were to compete in bodybuilding again today, I wouldn't necessarily do a double kettlebell training approach as my exclusive training method for bodybuilding competition. Bodybuilding is a more targeted approach to muscular development, obviously. So double kettlebell training is really a performance-based approach to muscle building. Uh, Really what I have talked about before is it is a functional hypertrophy-based approach. And that means you are actually improving performance and function as well as improving the hypertrophic effects, the effects of uh, building muscle mass. Now, I hope that that gives some clarity and some context to the question. I have a report that contains 12 single and double kettlebell training sessions, and there are some really good double kettlebell training sessions in that report. If you'd like to check that out, then head over to ardellatraining.com forward slash impact, and you will see uh, examples of what some of these uh, kettlebell training sessions look like. Uh, Again, these are double kettlebell training sessions that are contained in that report, so you can check that out. Since we're talking about double kettlebell training, I do want to let you know, and this is the first you will hear about this uh, anywhere right now, and that is uh, I have a program called the Shock and All Protocol that is on Amazon right now as a Kindle book but I am going to be uh, taking that down very soon. In the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm going to take that down. And the reason is is because I've been completely upgrading that program for some time and making it a complete double kettlebell training system, not just a program. So it's time to take that down um, and I will have a full upgrade that will be coming out later in the year. So Just to make note of that, the shock and all protocol on Amazon, that will only be available for a few more weeks, and then that will be uh, taken down, and then I'll have a new version that will be available on ardellatraining.com later this year. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that, and that is a muscle-building double kettlebell training system. All right, let's get into question two. Question two is how to use kettlebells in addition to a barbell program? So I think this is a great question. Something that comes up quite often is how do you, how do you use kettlebells? How do you integrate kettlebells in a barbell program? So it depends on the goal. Of course, it depends on the program, but what is important to know is that if you add something, if you add kettlebells to the program, it is very important to keep the goal, the goal, keep focused on what your primary training objective is, of course. So you want to add something without taking away from the primary training goal. In my opinion, kettlebells perfectly complement barbell training, whether it's weightlifting, powerlifting, or general barbell training, basic barbell training. There are many ways that kettlebells can be successfully integrated into a barbell training program. They can be used uh, as part of a pre-training regimen, basically as a warm-up and movement primer, They can be used post-training for conditioning purposes. They can be used uh, in combination to your barbell lifts as secondary exercises, again, depending on the program and the goals. There are many ways to to do this. Um, At a minimum, I think 
swings, get-ups, goblet squats, those exercises, the kettlebell fundamentals really fit beautifully into almost any barbell training program and could be very complementary to improve movement, mobility, general strength, and conditioning. When adding kettlebells, I generally keep the volume low and I know why I'm using the kettlebells in a program. So that is the key. But there are many ways to do it. It just depends on how you want to integrate kettlebells into your training. And this next question is is similar, uh, and I'll explain what I mean here. Because the question is, is with kettlebells and barbells, should you do them together or separate? And I think that I just covered that, uh, well, for me, I like to use kettlebells in a program, in a Uh, barbell training session. I like to use them together, but you could make a case that you use kettlebells on a separate day. So let's say you're doing a three day a week, basic barbell strength program. Uh, You can take uh, some examples from the great book, practical programming as an example, if you're doing a three day a week uh, lifting uh, cycle uh, from that book. I think it's very reasonable and dependent on the goal to do some light strength conditioning and movement work on one or maybe two of the off days, keeping it light, which would allow for active recovery. I think that is the key. I'd also keep it uh, really simple and limited to, again, some of the basic exercises, maybe swings, get-ups, and goblet squats. So using the tools together is my preference, but they could certainly be used on separate training days as well if programmed intelligently. So that is really my take on using kettlebells and barbells. I think the tools are are wonderful to use together. Uh, it just depends on what you're looking to achieve. It might depend on your time. Uh, certainly there are a lot of variables and considerations to consider when using kettlebells and barbells together. Question number four is how do you keep getting results with the kettlebell swing? I think this is a great question and was so glad that this question was asked. So let's get some perspective on this. So at what point does the kettlebell swing become ineffective? And I'm assuming that with this question, if we're looking at how to keep getting results with the kettlebell swing, that's assuming that we're talking about someone who is doing high volume work already. Maybe they're doing high frequency of kettlebell training and specifically the kettlebell swing. Now, the kettlebell swing, like any other exercise, at some point, if you're doing a lot of volume and a lot of frequency, you're going to hit a plateau. You're going to hit a threshold where you're you're not going to get the results that you maybe once were initially in your training program. And you know what do I consider high volume with the kettlebell swings? I would say you know 300 to 500 range, maybe 200 to 500 range, something like that. You know th- this is a very high volume of kettlebell swings, and if you're doing that type of volume, how do you improve from there? How do you keep getting results at that level? And the answer to this question is really the essence of the art and science of program design. And what I mean is, what variables need to be manipulated to continue to get results? And that's the whole thing. That is program design. When you're manipulating variables to to get results, you have to know what the training goal is. 
and then you manipulate the training variables to get the results. And variables I'm talking about specifically here, if we're talking about kettlebell training or any type of training really, the variables would be volume, rest, intensity, fatigue management, exercise variety, things like that. You manipulate these variables. And to give a more concrete answer on that, if you're, again, if you're doing a ton of volume with the kettlebell swing and your swings start to plateau, then it's time to back off. It's time to change things. It's time to manipulate the training variables that you're currently doing. Typically, when you reach a peak uh, stage or phase in your volume, you need to back off. You need to uh, deload. And so how you keep getting results with the swing is you change the variables and you have to know when to back off. I think it's a great question. Um, it's hard to give a concrete answer because it really depends on where the individual is, what they're doing, what their training volume is like, what type of uh, training protocol they're using, how frequently they're training and things like that. But to keep getting results with the kettlebell swing it's about manipulating the training variables. And if the volume is high, certainly a back off period or, or deload uh, will be necessary. So that is my thought on that question. Again, great, great question. And then the last question I'll talk about today, question number five, is what are the best kettlebell exercises for shoulder stability? Now, I love this question as well. I'm a former physical therapist, and when I was a clinician, the shoulder joint specifically was a passion of mine. I treated a lot of shoulder patients, and uh, it was a specialty of mine. I treated or trained with some great shoulder therapists who became mentors of mine, and uh, I, I really learned a ton about shoulder the shoulder joint. And the answer to this question, there, there are a few that come to mind immediately when I thought about that. And the obvious answer for me when, is, when I look at what is the best exercises for shoulder stability as far as using the kettlebell, obviously the get-up. The get-up is wonderful for stability, mobility, and strength, as are a lot of the exercises that I'll name. And I just have a, a handful for you. So the get up without question would be one of my favorites, if not the, the uh, top exercise on my shoulder exercise list. The kettlebell press. I love the press for shoulder stability um, and mobility, of course. And it's very unique uh, because of the pressing motion, which allows us to press in a more natural motion, specifically in what's termed the plane of the scapula, which is a very safe and optimal uh, movement pattern or plane for the shoulder joint. So I love the kettlebell press for uh, shoulder health. The kettlebell arm bar is another great exercise specific to stability and mobility. And uh, the loaded carry uh, basically the, the farmer's walk, the bottoms up carry, the overhead carry, these types of carries are excellent for shoulder joint stability as well. Now there are more exercises I could name, but these are at the top of my list for shoulder health. And, uh, I think that if you had, um, if you were working on improving shoulder joint stability, you could pick really 
all the exercises that are named or, or, or maybe go with the get up, you know, as the single most valuable exercise for shoulder health. And, uh, I think it would really do you a lot of good. I can't say enough about the value of the get up. I've talked about that actually in episodes in entirety. So there you have it. There is my list of the best kettlebell exercises And I like to think about, when I think about exercise lists, I like not to really come up with like a list of 15 exercises. I like to keep the lists, you know, what are literally the best. And that's why I just named four exercises for you because if you're looking to improve shoulder stability and mobility, these four are really at the top. So anyway, guys, that is it please do me a favor and shoot me an email with any questions you have about the things that I covered today. And also do me a favor and let me know what you think about these type of Q&A sessions. If you like them, I'll be sure to do more of them in the future. It's been quite a while, I realized, since I had done a listener Q&A. And that's why I wanted to take the time now and do this session And uh, please do me a favor and let me know if you like them because I will incorporate more of these sessions in the future. So guys, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Don't worry, I've got plenty of great interviews coming your way. I really just wanted to take care of some topics that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time and answer some questions before we get back into the interviews. I've had a lot that I wanted to share with you here on the podcast and uh, but we will be back to the interview soon. So thanks for joining me this week, and we will talk again next week. Take care, guys, and be sure to check out ardellatraining.com for my latest articles and resources. I've got some new things coming uh, in the next couple of days, so stay tuned there, and I appreciate you being here this week. Take care, guys.